say, don't change your expectations, but adjust them. The role models and the leaders in your life aren't perfect. They're people as well. I would say choose someone to admire that is in love with themselves or in love with the things that they do for the universe, not for the things that they have on, not for the things that they can buy, not for the things that they drive or the things that even represent, but the way that they carry themselves as individuals. And I mean, remove your expectation from something. You can't create the world. If you're having a conversation with someone, don't expect them to say something back. Mm. Just be ready to listen. Just be prepared to change your expectations. As soon as you change your expectations, life gets a lot easier. My name is Ashanti and welcome to the Taking Off The Mask podcast, where men get real. Men from all backgrounds, ages, come together to talk about these masks we wear. Maybe you understand the idea of the front of the mask as being the things that we gladly let the world see. And the back of the mask are the things that we don't talk much about. Maybe for you, what's been on your mask lately? What are the things that you're talking a lot about? Glad to share with the world, colleagues, friends, family. And what are the things that are on the back of the mask? What are the things you're not talking much about? Today, sharing his mask is Theo Coker Edwards. Theo is from here in the Bay Area, but he's now studying and playing basketball in Albany, New York, on the other side of the United States. So, so excited to be in this conversation with him. You know, maybe you noticed my voice is a little off today. I just got back from the Friday Night Live Youth Summit, probably our biggest keynote for youth ever, over a thousand students at this summit from all over the state of California, student leaders, students who are exploring what leadership looks like, students who are part of the Friday Night Live experience. And it's really about giving young people the voice. Why are young people using substances when there's nothing else to do on the weekends, parties, situations? And young people who are saying, we want to help our societies and our communities be drug-free. And we know that that's really hard to do. And at this Friday Night Live Youth Summit, I left it all on the stage for over a thousand students. And so came back home and my voice probably is still in Los Angeles right now. So hope that you can make it through uh, this intro. Uh, but I am so glad to introduce to you Theo Coker Edwards. I mean, Theo is 19 years old. He's a freshman in college. You know, whether you went to college or not, but think about yourself at 19 years old. Think about what you had been through by 19 years old. Maybe your early life was challenging. Maybe your early life was fairly easy. Who knows? But if you think of yourself at 19 years old, hopefully it will help you to think about the words from this young man who has been through a lot, who's gone through challenges and difficulties and has come out on the other side. And he describes it as I've done the groundwork. Now, Obviously, he knows that he has more work to do. But when you hear the wisdom from this man, I always call him young men and they're younger than me. But this young man, when you hear the wisdom that he shares, the lessons he's learned, the opportunity to dig deeper than what people can see on the outside. There's one part in there that I think is going to be really telling for young people. So if you have a young person in your life, nephew, cousin, child, friend, please share this episode with them. He has a perspective on being yourself that I wish I had for myself. It's a it's, it's it's aspirational to hear him talk about what it means when he doesn't get pulled into the 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 peer pressure. As a young man in our community who says I'm willing to show my feelings, man, we need so many more young men and men to feel that. We need a world where men and people in general are feeling more. And maybe there's a lot of things that happen in our world that we would like to ignore and deny and repress. But I tell you, to be fully human requires us to have access to all the emotions that humans have and to have a healthy relationship with those emotions. I know you heard the couple of episodes ago when I was able to, with Jamin, do some work around those emotions because I've gotten really good at just putting them to the back and not revisiting them, knowing that 
they're waiting. And so I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Theo. I hope you're inspired. I hope you tap into your 19-year-old self and say, man, what have I learned those lessons earlier? And hopefully whatever you learn from this episode, you share it with someone. Don't keep it to yourself. And if you have a young person in your life, whether they're 15, middle school, high school, please let them listen to this episode. Please let them hear what is possible when we help young people to process and deal with emotions in healthy ways. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Theo Coker Edwards. We thank you for being a part of the Million Mask Movement. If you haven't made a mask, you can do that at millionmask.org. And we look forward to you being a part of this journey with us. Bye now. Theo Coker Edwards, it is a pleasure to see you, brother. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, welcome to Taking Off the Mask podcast. You know, um, we, you and I have been trying to have a face-to-face. I, I get to see you face-to-face in this way when you move 3,000 plus miles away. How, yeah. how amazing. Crazy. It's it's <laughs> lovely to actually get to see you and have a, a face-to-face-ish conversation. Well, would you tell folks what you want them to know about you before we jump into these masks? Okay. Well, uh, originally I went to Encinal High School in Alameda, California. And I started a program there. Well, I restarted a program called the Restorative Justice Center. And I was inspired by yours truly. And it connected me back, got me a couple of scholarships. But currently, I'm playing basketball in Albany, New York. And uh, I'm looking forward to this very bright future. Encinal, which is Alameda, California, is an yeah. island right here in the Bay Area, to all the way to New York. Now, is, are you on the coast? I am dead in the middle of upstate New York. I'm about four hours from the city. I'm about two hours from Buffalo. And I'm about 25 minutes from Canada. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. So lots of opportunities to explore the, the, the east coast of this country. Yeah, that's where everything is. Being a West Coast boy, you recognize that like, yo, everything is on the east coast. Boston, <laughs> New York, everything. Oh, man. Well, I imagine like coming from California where it takes you know, an hour to get to one city, like you can go in one hour, you can probably get to another country. It's crazy. It's wild. Oh, I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for this chapter in your life. And look, um, you know, we had a, a pleasure to get connected by one of our uh, students who was a part of our work, you know, um, Ms. Lupe. And I was so thankful for her connecting us. And so, Today, we're going to make masks. So you need to make a mask right now, and so do I. So why don't we do that first, and then we'll jump in, yeah? The mask activity is actually really easy. Um, it's actually, well, let me take that back. It's not easy necessarily. It's simple. It's three steps. But what comes up as you do it may be the part that gets challenging. So maybe we'll just we'll make a mask together, and then we'll talk about it. But we'll like take our time and just kind of like creating. So the first step on the left side is to draw a mask. The first step on the left side is to draw a mask. Okay. So um, we'll just get on this mask. How's your art skills? You know, I, um, I used to, I, I think I used to like to draw. And then I, I think I was told by an elementary school teacher that like I, I have horrible drawing skills. I can't keep in the lines. I feel, I feel like everybody's had that experience with someone somewhere somehow, but. Yeah, it's, it's almost like because it's for a grade, it's like, oh, you get judged on it, and then you can't enjoy it anymore, you know? Exactly. Don't, don't, don't rain on my parade, man. I'm finished. I'm finished. What are you talking about? They're like, you're not even in the lines. I'm like, where, <laughs> what, what does it matter? <laughs> who, who said the lines are where I stop drawing? <laughs> right. Well, and, well when, when the grades are important, then they're going to have to call your mom because you got a bad grade in art. You're like, how do you get a bad grade in art? I'm like, I don't know. You got to ask that teacher. I don't like the lines, mom. They don't like the lines. <laughs> she, she was grading herself, actually. So <laughs> she uh, <laughs> she just wrote it on my report card. That's all. I don't know. Like I did. I did fine. I, I was having a good time. But somehow it now became miserable. Right. Art class became from a, a fun thing to a miserable thing, you know. So but I, now that I get to draw these masks, I did. I think the first year or two, I drew the kind of the same mask every time. These looping eyes. And now lately, I've been really trying to like embrace this idea that I actually, I actually like being a little creative, you know? Yeah. Being a creative is a challenge, but it's also a blessing. So it, it can be a challenge. It, are you a creative? I am a creative. Uh, okay. Another fun fact, I used to do slam. I used to be a slam poet. 
and I used to like write short stories and I even had a a couple of my poems published in my senior graduation. Like nice. Art, art thing. It was pretty cool. But you have them memorized? I used to have a couple of them memorized, but Oh man. Yeah. Cool. Different priorities, the, different changes. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, if it's published, we'll we'll link to it here so people can read it if you're if you're open to that. That sounds cool. I'll make sure I get to you. Yeah. Got your mask? Are you, how are you doing yeah, your I mask? Yeah, I got my mask. The first writing words we're going to use is on the left side, the same side where the mask is. I want you to write three words or three phrases that are qualities of yourself that you gladly let the world see. What are three things about yourself that you gladly let people see? And write those on the left side. All right. So now we're going to move to the back of the mask. Now, the back of the mask is different than the front of the mask in that if the front of the mask is what we gladly let people see about us, we gladly let the world see. The back is the, kind of the opposite. It's thing, things that we don't talk much about. Okay. We don't, maybe we want to talk about them, but we haven't really found the people that we can talk about them with, but things that we just don't talk about much. Maybe we talk about it once in a while, but anything you feel comfortable sharing on the back of the mask, there are things that you normally don't talk much about. That goes on the back of the mask. Okay. I was trying to think about doing one. Like I was mm. thinking about it and doing it in my head, but so many yeah. different ones come out when you're actually doing it. That's right. It's and and sometimes limiting to three words is like, oh man, or sometimes you can't even think of three. You're like, wait, I don't. And so we tell I people, can't even think of one, but I have, yeah, I have mine. I'm pretty solid and pretty happy with mine. But okay, well, let's do this just for the sake of like being able to like reveal it one part at a time. Will you tear the piece of paper out? Yeah. And then it'll allow you to like fold, it in, fold it in half. Yeah. So we can show the front and then the back. But you're the guest. So you get to decide who goes first. So you either want me to go first or you want to go first. I'll start it off. Um, okay. Start so with the front. Just start with the front. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So let's zoom in a little bit. So this is the front of my mask. Uh, obviously inspired by some boss Kiat. I've been out here a little bit. But uh, I'm a funny guy. I try to show that I'm a little funny. Uh, I introduced myself as a college athlete. And uh, I like to say I have a little bit of charisma. Nice. Awesome. 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 Thank you for that. Thank now, Basquiat, I, um, I don't know much about Basquiat. I'm, I'm going to know a little bit. Some people will be like, what? What do you mean? But I, um, I was at the school and they had a picture of a heart. And... Um, there's like a brick wall with a heart and then there's somebody throwing a throwing a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. That's Basquiat. Yeah. yeah that's the, the one piece that I have uh, made the connection there. But right on. I like that. I like that. I see the teeth in that um, in your mask. I, I don't know. I see this one piece of art that just sold for some crazy amount of money. Um, and there's a character who has that on the side. So I, maybe I got to do some more homework on, on Basquiat. I don't know much about that, but um. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Before we move to the, my front, is there anything about any of those words you want to say anything more about before we no. jump in? No, okay, you I get think there? I'm pretty well said. Okay, here we go. So here's here's what I came up with today. Sweet. Um, just something, I don't know. And then the words I wrote were serious, hardworking, and caring. Um, the reason I took that deep breath right there is I was like, is there another word that I'm like, what else? Do I think that when I look at the picture and I look at the, like the the picture looks kind of like almost sad, right? Almost like almost like like care, like like worried. Like the, yeah. it probably looks more like in a worried. I don't know what made that picture come out today. I usually at least force a little up arc on the on the mouth so it looks like at least is smiling, right? Right? Because I like I like to be happy. I like to I think, I think laughing is beautiful, <laughs> funny. I think you talked about being humor. And sometimes it's like sometimes I if, if I'm not like intentionally trying to like be smiling, like if I just look normal, you think I'm frowning because that's I have I've inherited my father's lips. So if I'm just like let me try let me try and do it. See, I'm I'm, I'm smiling right now because I'm just in a good mood. But if I just like try and get like stoic, <laughs> it's, hard, it's, it's hard when I try. <laughs> I'm just like I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> My, my, my cheeks are too 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 uh too activated right now. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but I'm not purposely smiling. 
you think I'm frowning. So it's like almost this idea, like even though I didn't even put it on the on the picture, I usually like make a little up arc just to be like, okay, I'm smiling too. But I guess sometimes even I smile when I when nothing's to smile about, you know? Like just sometimes I'm energy positive. I get it. But I wonder I wonder if I do that I overcompensate mm. to try and keep it positive even when I need to be dealing with something that's that needs to be dealt with, right? Even when I I think I wonder if I if I do that and, I, and maybe I'll come up on the back. I think I have erred toward that most of my life. Like keep it positive, keep everybody happy, keep everything's moving, keep it keep high energy. And I think sometimes when it's not positive, I'm still trying to forcing the smile. And so therefore, I'm often not even acknowledging, giving myself enough acknowledgement that there's some serious things that need to be kind of addressed or or talked about or dealt with, you know. So those are some, no, but that's the front. That's the front. That's what I try and I show, but the picture doesn't match today. So I don't know. It's interesting that the picture came out today. My uncle owns a gorgeous restaurant in Emeryville called Ruby's Cafe, and he's Italian. And he says, faccia brut, which means smile more. Mm. And when he says that, I'm usually my unwrinkled, unsmiling face. But when he says it, he says it in a way that makes you smile. And it reminds you that like, even when you are smiling, even when you're lying about it, it still looks good. Just Mm. if you can throw one on. So I've been practicing that. Does your uncle, does he... Because, you know, uncles, uncles can be interesting in a lot of ways. Is it is, is it an uncle statement where he's like, like, he wants you to smile because he wants you to put on the smile face? Or is he saying, is, is it like a, just a saying in Italy that... It's, it's a saying in Italy, but it's like, you're in the presence of your family. Enjoy your family while you still have it. Smile. You're not, you don't know the next time you're going to be able to see somebody. You don't know the next time you're going to, like, be able to show your love. So show that smiling face appreciate mm. the moment try and smile have you been to italy before i've never, I've been, never there. been to italy I've, oh, okay i've left i've left the country to go to the bahamas in mexico but that's all okay well imagine like even did you take spanish in um you take spanish in um in high school yeah, that's like, do, you, do you remember like lesson one or two when they say when they teach you como estas right yeah like uh, what is the answer always Bien. ¿Y tú? yeah yeah exactly always i always gotta be good Always. And I wonder how, it, it, I wonder, is that realistic? Nah, it's, it's another society thing. That's what they want to hear. Yeah. And that's, and that's the behind the mask. You got a front. Sometimes you got a front. Yeah. And, and then maybe this is where we're about to get to next. Like how, when we have to do that, when, we, when we're forced to do that, either societally, communally, culturally, I, I, I'm one of our guests. Um, he, he has a book called uh, Drowning Quietly. Um, Riccardi. And he was like, um, he grew up in England. And in England, when you ask somebody how they're doing, they say, they start with, they say, not too bad. The answer is the typical answer is not too bad. But now he lives in Norway. And when you ask somebody how they're doing, the answer is always good. Interesting. Right? Like to, to, to start from a place where not too bad, you start on the bad side and you move this way towards good to a p- country where you where the answer is always good. Like it's like, oh, when do you ever? Okay, all right, okay. All right. I, I get, when, like, when you have time to process, maybe right. by yourself at home when no one's when no one's around, right? And then it's too cold for that, man. That's that's <laughs> and, and 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 the cold can 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 create a lot of interesting emotions around it, you know? Yeah. Cold pulls um, the worst out of us. Man. Okay. We're going to go to the back now. Mm. You're going to go first? You ready? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. All so, right. I have mental health issues, insecurity, and then the desire to be to be wanted or needed. And it's it goes back to everything. I feel like I've always wanted to be the best I could possibly be. I always wanted to be the best version of Theo that I could possibly be. And chasing an unattainable goal that doesn't have one solidified place or one solidified idea leaves me to just keep pushing and never see myself as enough. But that desire to be wanted is like, show me I'm enough. I want other people to tell me I'm enough so I can feel like I'm enough a little bit more. And then that all goes back to mental health. Like there's extensive of depression and anxiety 
and and other other underlying issues. But that's what's behind the mask. You don't always get to see that because I'm trying to be so positive. I'm trying to make people laugh. I'm trying to make people want me in their group and in their communities. That's so beautiful. I mean, it's so beautifully said. I thank you for that. Like, if I'm if I want to be you, you've you've maybe some at some point on the on the process you found that to make people to be connected, to be accepted, to be in those circles, to be like, oh yeah, well, come on, come on, come hang out with us, right? Like yeah. people want to hang out with people who are positive, who make them energetic, laugh, make them feel yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I was at a school, um, and I did had a workshop with all young men, and one of the young men, he was like. Well, in my friend group, we don't talk about serious stuff because everyone knows that if you talk about like serious stuff, people will stop inviting you to stuff. So they know that there's a, there's a there's unwritten rule that when we hang out, we don't talk about nothing serious Yeah. because if you start talking about, if you become a serious person, they're going to stop inviting you. So everyone just goes and just uses the space as, and I'm like, but did you say those are your friends? And he was like, yeah, but I said, he said, but that's just the rules. And I was like, wow, how powerful those unwritten Rules are, yeah. rules are, you know, to not have a space to like deal with it. So you go home and then you're like by yourself and now you're like, okay, now I'm feeling all this stuff and I don't have anyone to talk about it with because I've been like holding it on in. the show those, all day. Those yeah. supposed to be your outlets. Those supposed to be your closest people. Those supposed to be your compadres. Yeah. And I think I wonder if, I think that's a part of our work in this, in these conversations is how do we give men all over the world, all backgrounds, all ages to say, Oh yeah, you know what? There is more to me. There's more to me than people can see. I'm good at putting on the "Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing?" And I'm also knowing that that I'm complex. That I'm a complex being. You know, it's okay not to be a soldier. I feel like people yeah. need to hear that. You don't always need to be a soldier. Like, yeah, I think finding ways for people to hear it enough that they that they trust it because you hear it once and you're like, "Yeah, okay, got it." But you know what your uncle told you when you were five or what your what your family told you. You know what, what the expectations of you holding the space in your family legacy, your exactly. your being, right? And knowing that, man, it's easier said than done, right? Amen. It starts here. What Michael Jackson say, it starts with the man in the mirror. Oh, man, you know, without you a doubt. Be, you got to be the difference you want to see. Every day. Every single day. Mm, okay, I got to thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that, brother. I appreciate that. And I think... I think it leads to what I'm going to talk about here on the back of mine. So this is what I wrote in the back. I wrote sadness, fear, and worry. I was originally, I originally was going to write worry first. Um, and I think I'll think about sadness. My, um, so I have a brother, my, I'm the oldest. So my, my brother, who's my first brother, I have two brothers. He's going through some rough times, right? He's, uh, he has, um, a lot of challenges and he came to the house last night. He lives in another, well, you know the Bay Area. So he lives in Vallejo okay, that's right now. Yeah. yeah, he came all the way to Oakland on a, on two buses to hang out with the elements in Oakland, like hanging out with stuff he don't really need to be hanging out with. And he was high. He, he was high. Let me be clear. He was high. And I'm like, dude, you can't be showing up at my house at 1230 at night high and think that I'm about to cook you some sandwich like in the middle of the night. Like what? Oh, you, give me $10 then. Give me $10 then. I'm like, if I thought you were going to use the $10 for food, I would gladly give you $10. But I know my brother well enough to know what that $10 is going to turn into. And I was like, and so I have this battle with like caring about him, wanting the best for him, wanting him to be well and knowing that he has chosen. And sometimes he, we can say he hasn't chosen. He has some, some, some mental health issues that I, that I imagine are not his choice too. And and so trying to like support him, be there, be his brother and to like not, I'm trying to think of the word and not, um, not be a, a part of the system that he's like getting sucked into. And I think it was hard because it was like, I, you know, I got him, got him a bottle of water and I remember him actually asking me for money. I said, I'm like, give me no money. You know, I'm not giving you no money this late at night. Now I was going to make him some food or something. And then he just got irritated and he left. And I'm like, come here, come back. Right? Come back. Let's let's, you know, and you know, once he's left, he's left. But I think in that moment of like fear, all of it was together. Sadness, fear, fear and worry. worry like yeah. all of it at once. Just like, do I go and drive and follow along him and talk out the window to him? No, that's not it. 
this is really going to work. Right. Like all the ways that I wanted to like, really just like help more and knowing that I was helpless. I, I felt, oh, I felt helpless in the moment of like, um, and so the, I think those are the things that sometimes are like, I come, I got, I got work to do. I got to get up this morning. You know, I got to get to work. Like, I don't get to like, be like, oh, since I had this situation last night, I, that I got, you know, I'm going to, and I think it's kind of like that, but I have to just put on the mask. Right. And I know about the mask well enough to know that, okay, where are the places like tonight, Tuesday nights are my men's meeting. So I know that tonight I get a space at, from seven to 10 PM. Or I get to, I get with the men and I get to like take off. I don't have to have it figured out. I'm not the, I'm not the CEO. I'm not the executive director. I'm not the yep. leader. I'm a, I'm a man who is trying to just become a better man, you know? And so I think for men in there and who I know don't have that, I, I, I really wonder, I feel for them, right? Cause they don't have a place to go and like just get raw and real. I, I wish every man did. I wish every person did, not just every man, but I do, do wish every man did. So. I have a connection for you because you mm. give me so much wisdom and insight. It's hard to be the last strong pillar in a breaking down house. It's really challenging. Sometimes you just have to understand that the house is breaking down and it's always okay to rebuild, but it's not all up to you. The pressure doesn't always live on your shoulders. It's not your responsibility to bear. Yeah. You can be there. That's your job as a support system. That's your job to be the support beam, but yeah. When everything falls through, it's okay to pick up and restart. Mm. How, how, how did that come to you? How, how did you learn that? When I was struggling like a lot with my mental health, I, I wanted more wisdom. I lacked the information that I needed or even the insight that I didn't have. So I reached out to you. I, I read different religions, other Bibles, and I settled on King Selassie's Bible. And before anything starts in the Bible, it's just a lot of information like, hey, although we have an idea of grandeur in this universe, because we are only one person in one soul and one body, we have to remind ourselves that we are one person in one body, in one soul. Mm. It's not always up to us. There's other things, there's other factors, there's other determinants that cause us to get to these situations. And if we could, choose to control the world, we'd be in the position of the creator and we're not the creator. Mm. So we need to reflect and remind ourselves that at the end of the day, we're humans as well. That's a powerful question. If we could choose to change the world. Yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine that, that the power in that, right? I mean, imagine there's one idea of change the world, meaning I make a change in my community and my society, my neighborhood, my city, my state, like I make a ripple that goes out, a right? Like, effect, yeah. Right. And I think we have these devices that allow us to be like, oh, I want to inspire the people out there. So I try and put a little, throw a little rock in the pebble, a rock in the pebble. I try and throw a rock in the river and the lake and let's see the ripples and hopefully it grows and, and reaches people that I would never maybe, maybe meet otherwise. And, and to know that Sometimes it feels like I can have a more effect out there than I can even in, in the home. Am I right? Like, oh, I got, I got the best. I got, I think I have the best ideas and advice. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, this is my story. Yeah. This is the, oh my I have, goodness. This I have is, all the advice and metaphors and ideas, but when I'm in my situation, I need that lifeline as well. I need that rope and I need someone to help pull me out. But like, I can, I can make sure that I'm a great person today. I can make sure I'm a great person in the actions that I do. I can be a great person in the next 20 minutes. I can be the, next per- the, the best person in these next 10 seconds. But if I can remind myself that we're all human, and I made those mistakes in those 10 minutes. I made the mistakes yesterday, but today is a new day. I get to try again. So it's keep pushing forward. Keep taking that step forward. Yeah, I, I'm really, I really appreciate your 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 perspective, and I and I guess I, I guess I wonder as you as you were growing up, what who was it that really? I mean, I know you said over the last season you had this like new revelation of like kind of how you're going to hold yourself around the person, the body, and the soul, right? And that and holding the grounding around that. Like where 
where did you find that grounding before? Like, was there someone in your life or family or like that, that helps you find some of that? It's hard to say that I can give it to one person, but to simplify, my mother is in the same position as I am. She was the first person in her family to go to college. She was the first person in her family to succeed in the way she succeeded. She didn't have a father figure. She didn't have an excuse. And she had a, she was living in poverty worse than I was. So the thing is, what is my excuse? I am a big black man. I know that. My mom is a little white woman. I know that. But at the end of the day, we're the same background, same basis, and she's going every single day. And what was her reason to keep going? She needed to put her left foot in front of her right one because she had someone to lead. And even if I'm not leading anyone as of now, it's leading myself in the right direction. Picking up my left foot and putting my right foot right in front of it is keeping me going forward. And my mom reminding me that this is where I got it, to be the best Theo you can be. It just, it reminds me to stay grounded because I'm Theo at the end of the day. This is the best Theo can be in this moment. I'm tired. I'm hurt. Mm. My emotions are, my emotions are everywhere, but this is the best you can be in this moment and try your very best to be that best Theo you can be. Did you get permission to show feelings growing up? Did you get permission? I know you talked about your uncle saying smile more or just a smile more. Is that the word? Smile, smile more, smile more, smile more. Did, did you get permission to be sad and be afraid? Yeah, I was. My mom really taught me to to speak with I statements and I feel and I am and to speak of myself. But when it when it turned around to like late elementary, early middle, it was that time where every boy was like, you got to stop being a baby. You got to start being tough. And this is where other people try to tell me, hey, you can't be emotional. You can't be an emotional male. You can't do this. You can't do that. But at the end of the day, as long as I'm okay with who I am and they're okay with who they are, their opinion of where the gray is doesn't really matter to me. I can be emotional because I wouldn't mind more men being more emotional. I wouldn't mind more men speaking their minds. I wouldn't mind more men actually vocalizing what they feel. And if that's the change and if I have to bite the bullet, so many people have bitten the bullet before I have. It's okay. I'm okay with being emotional because I'm not going to change. I'm not going to wall up. I'm not going to put my feelings in the chest. I'm not going to lock the key. I'm not going to, just not going to do it. And maybe that's because I'm stubborn. Maybe that's because I have great background and groundwork, but it's okay to be emotional. If if we weren't emotional, we wouldn't be human. Yeah. I like <laughs> think about that groundwork. It's like, it makes me think of an like, MMA fight, right? Like yeah. the, the the ground that that is almost like a ground and pound is almost like like everyone around is like, no, suck it up. Don't feel it. Don't show it. Because I think it makes them have to uh, either come to a place of understanding that they actually have some of that inside of them. They have not been able to have permission to show. And I think in different places, like what we what I've seen definitely as an educator and as an administrator and as a teacher, as a mentor, some men, because they are afraid of their own feelings. They shame others for so showing that theirs. They can for showing theirs because they know that deep down, like I can't show mine. Like so, so, and also maybe I had one young man. I forgot where it was at and what the scenario was, but I remember him saying, "I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make him tough." And I was like, "But why do you feel the need to do that? Like he's he's not your son. He's not your, in your family. Why do you why do you feel the need?" to make him try and feel bad because he is fully capable of feeling all the emotions that humans feel. And you've decided that you're not allowed to show those feelings. So who's being more human? Like if we think about being fully human, right? Being our full selves, like you're shutting off all these other emotions that are real. And I think he was, he was younger. So he was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He, he doesn't, doesn't know, know, right? He doesn't, know. He doesn't, he doesn't know. know. He's just trained it from someone. He was trained it from someone who taught him how to suck it up, right? Who taught him how to pretend that I don't feel it. And so he, he got good at 
repressing. Um, it's repressing, repressing your emotion. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. Back. And another another wise quote from a featured person in in the Rastafarian Bible is Bob Marley. And he once said, Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. And we put ourselves in these boxes all the time. And even being out here, I've experienced a culture shock where it's like, you don't speak about politics. You don't speak about how you feel. You don't speak about where you're from. You speak about the current moment here. Mm. And if they don't agree with you, they're belligerent. If they agree with you, they love you. And the next day they switch. And it's a culture shock. In California, there's something similar to consistency at all times. Everybody's on the similar page. Everybody's very mellow. What I'm <laughs> learning is only thing I can do is remove myself from what I'm putting myself into. I can take a step back. I can have a third person perspective. I can remove myself from the situation and realize that this means more to you than it does to me. And your opinion won't change how I feel about mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine it would be a lot healthier if more people had that perspective. If everyone just took a step back and was like, is this, is this situation as serious as it needs to be? Mm. Is this situation growing past it? Or am I the responsible party to make you try and believe something? Am I the, am I, have I took taken a role that that's my job to, and I think sometimes even in, when you listen to somebody spew hate, you're, it's almost sometimes I'm just like, oh, I really want to just respond to this. I really want to respond to this right now. And knowing that it's really going to do no good in the big picture, right? Because it's, it's going to feel good in the moment to, to throw some facts in some, but if, if, but people have decided that they, facts don't matter. Like they, they decided that I can see the video of this person doing X, Y, Z, but, um, oh, but, but that's, that's no big deal. Like yeah. we, we're not gonna, we're not gonna look at that. Don't, don't look at what you're looking at. Like, let me listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> you're just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and you almost have to be like, this, this is a, a different world. It's a welcome to crazy world, right? Where I get to, I get to like, and if I'm not careful, I will get stirred up. Because and I'm like, look crazy, just like you. Yeah, I'll get pulling the energy off of this thing. I'm like, oh, I see what's happening here. There's nothing I could say that would help you see a different reality than what you already see. So therefore, why would I waste my energy or time? And it's almost sometimes feels like that. It feels like, feels like a, a, a fight, a losing battle. Don't let their belligerence lead to your ignorance. Mm. Yeah. Don't let them wanting to be wrong. Don't let them wanting to get a reaction out of you change your mindset or who you are. It's, it's hard to reflect and it's hard to be the person that wants to see betterment in the world, but it's, it's mandatory. Mm. If you can be, well, at least I know I have to be, and I know you have to be because of our appearance, because of our hairstyle, because of our height. Because of what we do in our communities, we have to take that moment and reflect. Like, it's not, they look like the crazy one. And me yelling back, the next person to come in this room just sees two people yelling. Yeah. Two people arguing. This is beautiful. And maybe, and maybe this is connected to how you became a mentor. I don't really know, but I'm going to ask that question. Like, like, like you're wise. You're, you're very wise. I'm feeling a lot of wisdom coming through you right here. And groundedness, like, like, do you do you know? Have you heard of the book King, Warrior, Lover, Magician? Have you heard about the archetypes? No, but that sounds lovely. <laughs> it's, I think it's by Robert Bly. It's about the archetypes, the these archetypes of of men, right? Like the king energy, the warrior energy, the lover energy, and the magician energy, right? But you you speak from this really grounded place of like, and I think you speak from a place of 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 place a person who's gone through your own journey and the work, the work that we have to do in ourself and our battle, our ego and our, and our doubts and our fears and our, ourselves. Right. Yeah. So how did you become a mentor? How did that, how did, how you grew up or how did, where did it start? How did it start? What brought it into your life? Because I can see how young people, like there's not a lot of young men who I meet. I mean, there's a few, right. But who, who speak, 
from this place of groundedness. And so how did you become a mentor? How does how did that happen as a young person yourself mentoring other young people? So from from a youth, uh, I felt like I was very observant. Like I always I would recognize just little things about people's like I'd have a lot of EQ, which is emotional intelligence. And it was I'd sit there and recognize when my mom's mood would change because she got an email at 7 p.m. that she has to respond to. Or I understood why my aunt was angry at her boyfriend before the boyfriend knew she was angry. But these moments of reflection and recognizing, hey, other people feel this way because of this and creating those connotations of like actions have consequences. And every, every good action has a consequence. Every bad action has a consequence. Everything is cause and effect in this world. And what has allowed me to even open my eyes more and show other people other perspectives is I've been everything under the sun. I've been everything under the sun. I've been called everything under the sun. I've been, I've been the loser. I've been the nerd. I've been the, the coolest guy on the court. I've been the guy that was hurt on the end of the bench. I've been everything in between. So I can understand to an extent, hey, he needs a friend. Or hey, he just doesn't know how to communicate. Or hey, he's doing this because he needs a little bit more. And that allowed me to just recognize not only between my friends and my associates, my family members, but with everyone around me that, yo, they need someone more than you need somebody right now. Why don't you show them that love that they need? Because I've been spoiled with the love and support from my mother and from my family and from my mentors that like, hey, when you have extra love, you need to give it out. Because there's not a lot of war- not a lot of love in this world. I, 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 I like the way you describe that. Um, I've I've been I've I've been all of it, right? Like the the the, the late there, there's um I'm trying to think who who wrote this piece, but I remember uh, reading or listening to a podcast once where it was like this idea that oftentimes people believe that. Like we, like I, I would never do that or I could never do that or I can never be that. But I think just understanding the fact of humans, like it's, it's hard to somebody even fathom like that somebody could do some certain things that are so out, out there, crazy, like evil, hurtful, harmful, all these ways. And to, to just be clear that as a human, we possess those abilities too. It may not be like our, our default or our, even our, any any type of thoughts that comes to our mind, but that we are capable of all the of doing it all, and if we're not careful, we by by ignoring that that is possible, we we deceive ourselves to say, oh, that's only these other people who are the bad people on earth. But we're all human. We all have free will. We're all sovereign beings. We all make decisions every day. And, but some of us have been, I don't say granted. So some of us have been. Raised with a compass, uh, a, a, a moral compass, a, some kind of vision of like how we want the world to be. And so I don't talk mean to people. I don't disrespect people. I don't like act these ways because I want to, I want to hold myself to a higher position, a standard of expectation. And therefore, when I do, when I hold myself to that standard, then I don't say, Oh, you're, you, you suck because <laughs> you can't hold. I say, man. I could see myself probably being like that too. If I wasn't careful, if I, if I wasn't able, if I wasn't clear about how I was holding myself and my values, I would, I could be, I could be a yelling mess right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have to (laughs) consciously think, yo, put yourself. (laughs) So what their action was bad. Why was their action? What caused said action? Mm. And having that, I've seen his mistake. I know why he made that mistake. It's like reviewing for a test. It's like writing notes, allowing yourself to take in information and saying, that's wrong. That's right. I wouldn't do this, but I understand why Mm. filters out the rest of it. And then you're just left with what you feel is true. I know I wouldn't have acted that way, but I don't know. Mm how his mom was. I don't know how his dad was. I don't know what caused him to act like that, but 
what I will do from this point on is keep his trigger in mind. I'll keep this in mind. I'll keep this reaction in mind. And then you're in an argument with your mom, your dad, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, et cetera. And then you're like, wait a minute. I'm being that person. Mm. I need to take a step back and recognize Mm. that that's not who I want to be. This is not the man. This is not the woman. This is not the leader that I want to be. So as a young man who was also in joining in, in this mentoring work, like helping other young people have a perspective, like what do you do? Where do you go when you are feeling yourself struggle? Where do you go when you feel yourself like at the, um, like, where, where do you go? Like, what do you do? What, 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 do you have a process? Do you have a, a strategy? Do you have a, do you have a, a people on speed dial? Like what, what, what is your method when stuff hits real, when life hits real and you're, and you can't find the, 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 the silver lining, you can't find right. the, positive in the moment like it feels heavy and sometimes i think to name it for those young people and people who are listening to this episode like yeah like yeah i yes 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 and then what happens and then what happens when it gets too heavy to like carry all of it it's connecting back to that third person view it's really really hard to sit there and reflect it's really really hard to just take yourself away from that moment and not do what you were thinking and not doing what you're acting, but it's reminding yourself, hey, this guy on the corner wants my wallet, or this blank wants this blank, or my energy's wrong and I'm in my head. I need to take a moment and reflect. What is the most important part of this part right here? Can I learn something from this? Can I separate myself from this situation so I won't feel like this in a little bit? My mom is a very wise woman, but she says, there's a rule of fives. Will it bother you in five seconds? Will it bother you in five minutes? Will it bother you in five hours? Will it bother you in five days? And if you said no to any of them, they're not that serious. It's not that serious. You just need to take a deep breath and reflect. Hey, that person is your antagonist. As soon as you respond and you act like that, You are filling into it. Mm. Let them be an antagonist. Let people recognize this is who that person is. This is what they are doing. But then they recognize, hey, Dio doesn't respond to that. Mm. Dio's mentally tough. And it connects back to what you said. What makes you tough? It's your reactions to things. It's It's not you beating people up. It's not you lifting the most weight in the gym. It's not you spitting a tough rap. Like, you're not, that's not tough. Tough is how you respond to things and how you look at the world and how much you can really take in. Which in a, which in a generation where students are locked and students and young people and all everyone is locked into these devices, if we're not careful, we will be at the mercy of all of that stuff too. And what, that's what we see a lot of young people navigating, like constantly trying to impress and and. and like keep all the people here who you never going to meet Johnny two, four, four, Sarah B two, five, and everybody who we never going to, probably not even real people, but we're always trying to be like, Oh, that I have to change this. And then we constantly are finding ourselves in a whirlwind of imp- trying to impress people who probably don't care about us or probably don't even would never know us. Right. And I think it's such a powerful place, man. I, I think, you know, obviously we, we have these conversations with men all over the country and all over the world. And I'm, I tell people, you know what, this is just the beginning because I think we, we could talk for a little longer Hours. and I know you're, I can see a whiteboard behind you. You probably got some work to do and it's your East Coast time. So is there anything, anything like as we close out this episode today, because I, I, I have a feeling we're going to have to do a part two at some point, of course. you know, of but, course. I, but I appreciate you for sharing your mask today. I'm, I'm glad that we got to make this happen. And is there any words you have? Let's, let's say a young person who is one year younger, two years younger, like, what would you, what, what, as you close out, what would you want them to take with them as, as you close out this conversation? I would say don't change your expectations, but adjust them. The role models and the leaders in your life aren't perfect. They're people as well. I would say choose someone to admire that is 
in love with themselves or in love with the things that they do for the universe, not for the things that they have on, not for the things that they can buy, not for the things that they drive or the things that even represent, but the way that they carry themselves as individuals. And I mean, remove your expectation from something. You can't create the world. If you're having a conversation with someone, don't expect them to say something back. Mm. Just be ready to listen. Just be prepared to change your expectations. As soon as you change your expectations, life gets a lot easier. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's 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 it. That that. Thank you. I I, I um. I don't know who this, who this, I don't know if it was a poet or someone who said something like this and it really aligns with what you just said. And it really, um, I appreciate you for being here today. You have, um, inspired me and I'm glad to finally have this, um, face to face virtual ish context. And, and maybe during, maybe when you come back here for your, uh, new, for your New York winter and you come to some California sunshine. Oh my I'll, God. I'll, I'll, I'll see, I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you face to face, but thank you for being a part of the show. Of course. Uh, thank you for having is me. there, if, is there any way you want people to stay connected? Like, is there, is there, or do you, are um, you out? You're, you're in college, so you ain't got time really for all this stuff, but I'm always available. I'm always available. If you look at my first name and my first last name, you, you type that in, you'll find me on Instagram. You do that. Okay. You'll find me on Twitter. I'm generally available. I love to just have a strong conversation. I have guys from back in high school still texting me, asking me about how to do this, how to do that. And I'm more than happy to help. Right on. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. We appreciate you, Theo, brother. I'm appreciating you. Looking forward to more conversations in the future. But if you need something, please reach out and have a, enjoy your first semester in college. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, boss. All right, brother. Well, well, folks, look, Theo and I, we share our masks here publicly. You don't have to share yours publicly. You can share yours anonymously at millionmask.org. We invite you to go do that. And maybe you'll find somebody in your life that you want to share it with. We take care. Thanks for being here, Theo. Good to see you, brother. Salute. The Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie and graphics by Kelly Wong. Guests are managed by Dan Paloma. And the podcast is edited by Samuel Matingo. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. And for every guest that's been a part of the show, you are now a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. The Taking Off the Mask podcast is brought to you by the Ever Forward Club. And if you like what you've heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share this with someone. We look forward to having more conversations that matter. And please remember, there is more to you than anybody can see by just looking at you. 